Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. I'm Larry. And I'm Vince. Welcome to the show where we talk all things cryptid, Sasquatch, aliens, hauntings, and anything paranormal you would like to share with us. You can reach us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. So settle in, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads. We're here doing it once again. Vince, give him a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm still doing it remotely, but hopefully I'll be back in the studio soon. Soon he'll be back in the studio. He's he's still out there running from uh, the female squatches. <laughs> yep, and my ex-wife. There you go. More, more so the ex-wife than the squatches. <laughs> yep, that's the squatches don't want alimony. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, so tonight we're going to get back on the subject of the Sasquatch. Now, we realize we've been gone for a while, but, you know, uh, every now and then hiatuses have to be taken. Uh, we have our reasons, but we're back up and running. And once again, we want you to follow us. Uh, so hit that subscribe button. All right. Yep. All right, so let's, let's talk about... Uh, the Paranormal Rangers. So this is a series uh, off, it's a, I want to say new but old series, the Unsolved Mystery series. That, that series started maybe when I was, oh my God, 12, 13. And right. it, it, it used yeah. to air on cable, yeah. Yeah, and it aired like every week, and it was pretty popular, and it it, it ran through my early adulthood years. And I guess Netflix kind of brought it back, and there's an episode called Paranormal Rangers, which, uh, which it talks about rangers, the Navajo Nation rangers, which they're Navajo Nation police. And they are tasked with investigating all the paranormal activity that happens out on the reservation. Now, we've talked about what happens on the reservation if you've followed our podcast and where we lived by the reservation and we're, from, we're real familiar with what goes on out there. So Right, and, and we're actually uh, real familiar with the area. We're, we're pretty close to the area they were covering. Uh, yep. And we've heard, we've heard a lot about that whole area there's so many stories, so many sightings. Yes. So one of the areas that seems to be a hot spot is up in the Fruitland, the Kirtland, uh, Farmington, Aztec, that area. So the San Juan River. So the San Juan River Basin in that area, it, it seems like it's a hot spot for these uh, creatures and that they frequent by the river quite a bit. Uh, right. So these rangers got called to uh, investigate, you know, several incidents in this area about, you know, squatches and, you know, people saying that they've heard stuff and they've actually, like, tried to get in the house or they've hit their trailers. And it, it was pretty interesting. Right. Um, now, there was one at the beginning they showed a, 
I don't, I don't know if the Sasquatch punched the wall of that trailer, but uh, that was a pretty big fist. You see the indentation. Right. Yeah, I, I would hate to get punched by that. Well, if if it could do that to the side of the trailer, imagine what it could do to your face, right? Yeah, yeah probably, and I'm ugly enough as it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, getting hit like that probably would kill a man. Ain't no, right. ain't yep. no doubt. Uh, and they had the that big ranger right there. He slapped the side of the wall. He hit it to see if he could dent it. And he did nothing to the side of the building. But yet, when he put his hand in that indentation, it, it, was, it was huge and it was deep. And you could kind of make out where the knuckles went in. And, yeah, yeah. And I thought, wow, I would have hate to have been in that trailer and that thing hit the trailer that hard. Because I guarantee, no matter how deep of a sleep you were in, you were getting up. Yeah. <laughs> That would have definitely uh, sent me under the bed hiding. Right. I, I, I totally agree. Um, you want to talk a little bit about uh, Brenda Harris and her experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, Now, you, you said she's a, an investigator up there, and she's she's been in other documentaries, correct? Yeah, she has. And she, she has, uh, she's part of a Bigfoot investigative, and I think they call it the Four Corners uh, Bigfoot research or something like that. I've mentioned it before, and I I found her videos on YouTube, and I do believe that she was responsible for helping set up one of the first like Bigfoot events there in the Farmington area. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, go ahead and tell us about her, Vince. Now, she was telling about was that her own experience she was talking about? Yes. Okay, she was home alone. I guess her husband was working nights, and uh, I, I forget what time she said, but she she heard something come up on the porch. Well, you know, like when you have a mobile home, you have the wooden stairs and stuff. She heard something come up there, and then uh, whatever it was, it started turning the doorknob like he was trying to get in. So she got up, and she went and opened the door. And she said that creature was just standing there staring at her. Uh, she said they stared at each other for a little while, then it just bolted off into the distance. And she said this went on all night. Mm. Now, just for her to open the door, I mean, she's got to have a, some cojones made of steel because that's more than I would have done. Like, we, mm. we talked off air, and I was like, there's no way I'd open the door. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, now that's, that's one of the things I thought about, too. I said, is this woman crazy opening the door when she doesn't even know what's on the other side? Right. And, and that creature must have just been uh, curious and not aggressive because once she opened the door, it could have grabbed her and carried her off. And she would probably never see her again. Right. And, you know, she did mention that it was it was big enough to where if it wanted in, it, it could have just yanked that door off. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, she did. She did say that when it was walking on the porch, she said she could tell that it was something heavy because of the way the thuds it was making as it walked. Because she said you could just feel the weight of that creature as it walked. And I, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, you have to have something that big to, to fill it on. And those uh, 
those porches or those stairs are usually pretty sturdy. Right. Um, and just to fill it inside the trailer. Right. Yeah, that would have, that would have freaked me out. I mean, I always say uh, if I get the chance, you know, I'm going to film it or I'm I'm not going to run off. I'm I'm going to stay and watch it. And, right. But that's easier said than done, you know. Yeah. And it for is. her to open the door and face come face to face with it. Right. I mean, man, that's I, I would have probably peed my pants. <laughs> I think I think I would have done more than pee my pants. I would have yeah, I, I would have filled my britches. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to get too graphic. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that, my job. Not not to get off a uh, subject, but I, I saw another. Uh, I don't know if it was a small town monsters show, and these people were getting stalked by a skinwalker, uh, and. Uh, the, the two kids, they were adult kids, but they told the father, well, they were maybe late teens, they told the father about this thing coming around, and he didn't believe them. Right. And one night he woke up because of the ruckus, and he opened the door, and he was face-to-face with that skinwalker. Wow. And uh, that was crazy because, uh, you know, skinwalkers come from the that area. You know, their skinwalkers are from the Navajo tribe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's... So, yeah, that that I don't know about opening the door. I, I actually I would have another. I would at least leave that chain. Not that that chain would do anything. Right. Why Why do you think my door has that that peephole with the bars over it so I could look? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so let Let's go back real quick to Brenda Harris. If I ever had a, have a chance to talk to this woman, I am gonna mention when she tells her story about this. I am going to ask her if she did think about, oh, I should have filmed it or what was going through her mind when she saw it. You know, she didn't go into too much detail, but I would like to know what her personal thoughts were at that moment. As soon as that door opened, what did you think? Yeah, and um, I've heard people talk about it when they see them, and I I think you're kind of in shock. you, you, your mind don't really process it because that's something you're not used to seeing. Right. That's something they don't teach you about in textbooks. So your your mind is kind of boggled trying to process it. So filming it or, you know, that's probably the last thing on your mind. Uh, I could imagine. But I, I mean, but something's still got to be going through your mind. I, I know it's shock. Initially, it's going to be shock. I mean, <laughs> the first words out of my mind would probably be, what the F? <laughs> Yeah, and and that's why when we go out to the forest, we we always have like the FLIR camera or just even our phone camera right by our side. So, you know, at least there'd be a chance of us filming something because right. it's right there. But they say these things, these sightings, they happen so quick that most of the time you don't have time to film. Right. It's, it's over, you know, and you're, you're left there with your jaw on the ground. Right. Well, and and if I remember listening to one of her interviews on uh, YouTube, after she had her encounter, she started, you know, meeting and hearing about other people in that area, Navajo people and just people in general that were having sightings. And she would go and talk to these people and see what was going on. And, and that's kind of why the other couple that were having these creatures come onto the property and rip rip that uh, tin siding off their fence and everything. And she came and put a 
a, a game cam, you know. So she has been involved in a lot of research in that area, and she's like the go-to person that if people are having, uh, I guess, experiences or encounters with these creatures, they go to her. Uh, and she has told several stories of what people have told her they've encountered, and some of them right. are pretty interesting. Yes, and doesn't she have some recordings of vocalizations also? She does, and she played some of them on that uh, Paranormal Ranger series. Uh, and they're they're pretty wild, um, I'm, yeah. t- I'm now, telling you. Yeah, now I, I got a question. Like if somebody's having uh, problems with like a Bigfoot coming around or, or even say a ghost, and they call these investigators in, what what can they actually do other than saying, "Yep, you got a Bigfoot problem. I'm out of here." <laughs> you know, that's that's just it. I don't I don't know what they could do, especially creatures of this kind of stature. You know, big and strong. What are you going to do against them? Right. I mean, you're you're not really going to scare them off unless you start shooting. But you take the chance of them getting aggressive too when you do that. Uh, right. Uh, uh, well, let's let's take the incident that happened in Ape Canyon with those miners. Supposedly, they shot one, and not just one. They all unloaded their rifle, and it fell over the cliff, or it went down the cliff. But anyway, that night, not one, not two, many of those creatures came back and started pounding their little shack with with big boulders and rocks, and... These these guys were were fearing for their life, right? And uh, I, I think they're just trying to scare them off because if these creatures wanted to get into that cabin, I, I'm sure they could have. I I think so too. But you know that's the other thing. If if you challenge these creatures, who knows what you're in for? Right, right. I agree. And uh, I don't know, man. It's it's just crazy. But I I think if you just leave them, they'll they'll move on eventually. Eventually, I think so. If you just let them, it's like any other wild animal, let and let live, you know. It's it's yeah. like there, some wild animals are more afraid of you than you are of them. Well, that's what they say, but when we're coming down and we saw that mountain lion or or that time uh, when, when the bear ran up on our camp, yeah. I don't know. I, I still think I was more afraid of them. Yeah, no, <laughs> I get it, yeah. At the moment, we are, you know, you're like, holy yeah. crap. Especially... Uh, at the moment, you're just trying to process it. What is that? Right. No, you are. Now, let's go back to when she took them down by the river and the two rangers. They went down by the river, too, and, and they were following the footprints they found. That gate was five feet. Each step, there was a five-foot interval in between each step, and they were yep. clear footprints in the mud. Uh, I mean... To take a step and you're five feet, that's that's quite a big person there. Yep. Uh, shoot, that's almost as tall as me laying down. <laughs> that's, right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's, uh, we're looking, I want to say your legs, you're, you're big because your legs have to be big to take those kind of strides. Uh, we're not talking six foot. We're talking, I'm going to say eight foot or taller. Right, and and that's the thing when you have people trying to hoax prints and stuff. One of the giveaways is the gate. Right. If it's a small gate, you know it's probably nothing really big. 
but it's it's hard to hoax a big gate and uh you know not have footprints all over you right. know yeah if you're gonna hoax a big gate like that you're gonna leave your own footprints as as evidence that well something else was here <laughs> right yeah. right but i i think we should try to reach out to brenda and maybe get her on here to talk and uh I think, that'd be cool i think that would be cool and you know she i think she would do it because she's right here from our area you know she's from the 505 you know farmington new mexico i'm, I'm yep. sure she may have many stories she could tell us and i think that would be cool you know uh, yeah that might have to be a two or three part parter it, it may have to be i i would love to just you know sit with her and and let her just tell us everything maybe one two three hours worth of stuff and then break it into segments as podcasts i think that yeah. w- that would be so cool uh so yep. yeah we'll we'll have to see if we could get in touch with her uh, and, and and we'll have to uh push tater into the second chair since he hasn't checked out radium springs yet oh, uh, that's i i need yeah and uh <laughs> i need him to go out there and check it out because he's that's right down there in his neighborhood yeah yeah uh, yeah you know the the uh the area that we're talking about along the san juan it's uh it's not really foresty you know real thick no but i'm guessing these creatures even from down south even like in radium springs they say they come down you know to the river right i'm, I'm guessing they follow the rivers up to the forested areas right. and uh even here like in the sandias on our side it's not thick at all and on you know on the east side it's thicker right. but they've they've had sightings there and we even had a professor from the college in Gallup take his students out there um so that that makes me think you know that's not impossible that they do pass through here no i i i would think they do and you know these creatures they're not like us they don't have wells pumping water into homes or whatnot so Every creature on this earth needs water, and you know I think they do stay close to the water because it's it's an important source of life. Now they probably do venture into the deep forest, but they know exactly where to come back and find water. Right, right, and like up in the Hamas, like we talked about before, there's water sources everywhere. E- so everywhere. What, once they get over there, they're in the clear. There's plenty of food. Uh, I mean, we've seen the, the, the bushes overflowing with berries. Yes. There's a lot of nuts, uh, plenty of game, wild game. Yeah. I mean, if, if, they're, in, if they're wanting meat, they're, it's there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's pretty interesting what these creatures do. I mean, it, it baffles my mind that they're so elusive, you know. They're so elusive, people say they don't exist until one day you yourself see one right but, yeah right and like like i was i had always been on the on the fence about it it's intrigued me but i couldn't say i was a true believer even though i've heard stories from credible people right but, uh, until i had my encounter you know and and we we've heard some pretty convincing stuff just me and you up in the mountains oh of course so, of course you know that kind of sways you into believing you know even if you haven't seen them right now not like you said, not to get off subject, but speaking of that, some of the sounds we've heard up in the mountains where we go, I I listen to all these vocalizations that they have on YouTube and whatnot, 
And the, the loud screams, I'm like, that. yeah, I, I know, uh, that sounds right. I, yep. I, I, I feel like when I hear him, I feel like the water boy. Yeah, yeah, my, 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 mama said, that's a Sasquatch. <laughs> yep. And, and when, when you hear some of the vocalizations, you're like, man, that's exactly what I heard in that recording. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's it's crazy. I, I don't think it's a mass hoax. <laughs> no, I, I don't either. I, I definitely don't think it is. But, you know, I think that area up in the San Juan area that they have a lot of interaction sightings. For one, yeah, they follow the water. Um, and if they go north following that water, they're going into, you know, the Colorado area and we know that it gets full of forest. There's a lot of water, a lot of wildlife and, you know, there's a lot of mountainous area that they could do what they do up there. Right. And even just, uh, not far from there where you got the Wheatfields Lake and Saline Lake, yeah. that, that first it, it, uh, it's reservation is pretty barren. Then it turns into pretty thick forest up there. Right. The, what do they so, call them? The Chuskas? Yeah. The Chuska mountains. Yep. <laughs> so they, they, they know the path to take, uh, you know, they migrate up there and they right. know where the water is. They know where the food is. They know where they could stay hidden. Wow. And, uh, but, but there are patches of barren land. Right. And, uh, there's also a lot of sightings where they see them in that barren land. Right. And that's why a lot of people are, nah, Sasquatch wouldn't be there. But, you know, nobody's saying they live there. They're just passing through until they find the next uh, water source or forest. Right. And in that area, there's the little casino, which we've talked about in past episodes, where supposedly yes. the security cameras caught two or three of them rummaging through the dumpster looking for food. And I'm like, that's right in the area where she lives. So Yeah. So it's... Uh, th that area is a hot spot, so I'm like, okay. I wouldn't know the first place to start there, but got to start somewhere. <laughs> right, right. And uh, I, I just wish somebody would get a hold of that footage and release it, because I'd like to see that. I know. It's, of course, it's like all the other footage. You know, If it's crystal clear, someone's going to say, no, you will not release it, or, or they're going to make it all grainy so people debunk it and say yeah yeah another grainy photograph of sasquatch and right yeah but those two paranormal rangers the rangers that were doing the investigations on the navajo nation they found good hair and they took that hair and they sent it in and they said they they sent it in and it got tested and it got matched against every known species on the planet and it came back as unknown species it, actually he said uh, unknown carnivore is it that what he said yeah unknown carnivore but you know it's like well how do they know it's a carnivore you know right. from the hair but yeah so and that's not the first time we've heard that hair's been tested they either say well it's corrupt because it has human dna in it or it, there's nothing that it matches up against Right, or or some some labs are flat out uh, refuse to test it. Right, and yeah, that's happened too. They're like, yeah, well, you know, they may test a strand and then they realize what they have and and they tell you, no, we we're refusing to test it. But who, yeah. who knows? They may pass that information off 
from the test. They're telling you they didn't, but they may get the information and pass it on to the government. Right, right. And what gets me is, uh, you, you know, you hear these tests, unknown carnivore, or unknown species. Right. Well, that's, that's happened several times. That should deem the other one, hey, it matches with this, whatever it is, unknown. Well, that's, that's my thing. Don't you think they should start logging this into the database? That way, when people across the country send in similar samples and they're tested, that they could say, well, this one, it's a close match to this. It's possibly the same creature. And they put it into right. its own subcategory. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm saying, too. Like, they get a sample from Arizona and they say, hey, this, we thought it was corrupt with human DNA, but this matches exactly to what we got in Kentucky. Right. So uh, I wonder why they don't do that uh, or if they're doing it, but they're just not telling us. I think there are, that's a lot of it. They're not telling us right. or some somebody's not letting them tell us. Uh, that's that's 90% of the argument right there. Most of the time, they're not letting us them tell us. Because if you call uh, fish and game, most of the time they're going to convince you, no, what you saw is a bear, you know? And right. we've heard it through witnesses telling the story over and over that, you know, they're telling you, no, no, what you really saw was a rogue bear. And, you know, and people are like, no, I know what I saw. Yeah, and, a bear with opposable sums. Right. And they still try and convince them, no, you saw a bear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is, a, this is a subject that I don't know if we're ever going to get a true answer. I, I don't think we are because... Just like the UFO subject, when the government said they're going to give full disclosure, right? What has actually changed? Not the, the Tic Tac video, which we'd already seen. They they officially <laughs> released it, but everyone already seen it. Right, that's their full disclosure. <laughs> yes, and and nothing has changed. Now, uh, you you did send me the clip about uh that guy who landed on the moon. Oh yeah. And supposedly, when when they lost communication. They just blanked out his, what he saw. Right. And he, he saw alien craft. He said they were, they're huge and they're watching the earth. Yeah. They're no. watching us. Yeah. That's, and that's not the first time they said it. Uh, you know, several astronauts have said, you know, what they've seen in space, they can't really explain. Right. Yeah. You know, um, there's the theories and, of what's going on on the moon. Yep. And, uh, We've seen things up in the sky that we cannot, you know, really justify as being anything made from Earth just by the way it moves. Right. No. But uh, every there's there's a lot of Sasquatch sightings that say whenever you see one of those, you'll see UFOs or orbs. Uh, right. I, I don't. We, we experienced that one time to connect them when we took our brother out there and we saw the things in the sky and something hit the truck. Right. No, that was, that was crazy. Uh, and I'm yeah. glad, I'm glad he got to see that. Right. So he knows we're not crazy. Right. <laughs> he was probably thinking, uh, I don't know what they smoke when they go up there, but, <laughs> right. but they're smoking a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, but when that thing just like came zigzagged, came to a stop and went the other way, it's like, okay, what is that? Yep. Yeah, that, that was crazy. That, that was one of the best nights out there. I it mean, was. Uh, we had some other nights that were scarier, but that was good because we had both both things going on. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, 
We have had our share of uh, strange things that happen, things that I can't explain, and I don't know if I'll ever be able to explain. But I think that's what kind of draws us into the subject to want to know more. Um, right. And and when that happened to us, when something hit the truck, you know, when we first got out to see what was going on, you know, pulling out our phones and filming things was that wasn't even on my mind. Uh, we we're just looking around. What the hell was that? Right. It was the initial shock of the truck moving and then like, what the hell? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it happened so fast, you know, so. Yeah. And, and we weren't even expecting it. That's what threw us off more. That's that. Was, it's the element of surprise. And, and yeah, we were surprised. Yeah. There was probably one in one in the tree line laughing at us. Ah, look. They're confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Price said, yep. Price said, oh, we, we got them. Yeah, you know, and when we were on the way back, that's, that's probably what our brother was thinking. Like, what what, what just went on up here? Because he was yep, quiet. He, yeah, he was. Yep. yep he you was know, get, getting, getting back to that paranormal ranger show, uh, that, that ranger, was he also the one who had a, a skinwalker incident when he was young? Yeah, he did uh, in in the Wind Rock, Arizona area. I mean, Wind, yeah, Wind Rock, Arizona area. Yeah, and that's uh, <laughs> that's not far from us at all, or from, where we used to live. Yeah, from where we were born and raised, that's basically what a twenty twenty five minute drive. Yeah, yeah, it's not far at all. Yep, he said he saw he saw that skinwalker and it kept up with his car. Right, and no matter how fast he went. It kept up with him. Now that that there too would uh, freak me out, but that's not the only time I've heard of a story of a skinwalker keeping up with the car. You know, uh, right? And and he mentioned something very interesting. He he said that uh, it's some things in their culture just aren't talked about. Right. And and that's why a lot of those sightings go undocumented. Right. So I think this this kind of stuff happens out there a lot more than people think. Right. It's just that maybe they go home and tell their family, and their family's like, "Well, don't don't speak of this anymore because you know it'll ruin our family's credibility or something." Right. It's taboo. Or the, right. Or the medicine man will come and pay you a visit. Right. No doubt. But yeah, I think they have a lot more uh, encounters, and there's a lot more strange things that go on out there that that we even know about but we know about a lot uh, yeah and you're right people just they they're like you know don't speak of it because you know they believe if you talk about it it's going to come around and they're just like leave it be don't mess with it so right but anyway we wanted to get back in the groove of podcasting again and we figured that talking about the paranormal ranger episode and the sasquatch portion of it would be a good start back yep our favorite subject that's right that's right so don't forget to hit that subscribe button and you yourself out there if you have an encounter or you've had a haunting or you have something strange that you'd like to share with us you know how to get in touch with us right, right. or if you or if you know brenda tell her to, tell reach her to call out to us. us yeah tell her to call us so and for those of you that don't watch it on YouTube, you could reach us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. 
drop us a line. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And be sure to reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.